chapter 6 verse 63 Jesus said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life a warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church you are in for an uplifting time in God's word enjoy the message today's scripture reading is from Matthew 18 23 to 35. Let's hear the word of God. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle account with his servants. And when he had begun to settle the accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children, and all he had, and payment should be made. Verse 26, The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave his debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellows who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have pity on me, have patience with me, and I will pay you. And he would not but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So, when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Now you, should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Verse 35, so, so, my heavenly father will also do to each of you who from his heart does not forgive the brother who has trespassed against him. The Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. As we have seen in this series, if you've been following us, Jesus loved telling parables because we are earthly beings. And when you hear an earthly story, you are able to identify with it. But he's not just telling stories. These are lessons. Lessons are taught so that you will learn something. So that there will be transformation. There will be progress in your life. That will be very beneficial for you. But let's look at verse 23. Why Jesus said this. See, two verses are important. I'll take it again for a word. Verse 23 says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle account with his servants. Straight away, Jesus is telling us that those who think that something is about to happen in this world, 
that the world is a difficult place. The world is hard. There's polio. There's haircut. There's cholera. There's COVID. There's World War One, two, three, four. What is going to happen in this world? The Lord wants you to know something. That whatever you think is happening in this world, I want you to know that there is a time when the owner of this world, the master of this world, will call all of us who are his servants to come and settle accounts with him. You see, as far as the Bible is concerned, God made all of us. Whether now in the world you are called ambassador or you are called a slave, you are a politician, you are a bishop, you are this, you are an emperor, you are a king or queen, Whatever you think you are, whoever you think you are, rich or poor, short or tall, educated or uneducated, remember this thing. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle account with his servants. God has allowed you to be in the kingdom of this world. In the kingdom of this world. In a piece, a little piece called Ghana. In another piece called Germany. In another piece called the United States. He has allowed you to be in the kingdom of this world. But what the Lord is telling us is that there's a kingdom that is coming. And that is called the kingdom of heaven. Where there's a king. And that king will settle account with his servants. So whether you like it or not. Whether you think it's true or not. We are all God's servants. You may promote yourself and give yourself a very big title and wear a big crown and get people following you. You are called the master or Goro or God and others are following you who are your slaves. I remember this. You have a maker. When that maker says, come home, my son, my daughter, you have nothing to say. You will go. No medicine in this world will help you. No juju will help you. Your money will not help you. So there are people who have thousands and billions of money in this world. And you hear that they are dead and gone. Why? Because life was given to them by God. See, God made man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. So when that time comes, he says, come. You are going. And the account here says, he wanted to settle account with his servant. So that's verse 23. Let's take verse 35, the last one, and I'll come back verse by verse to do the teaching. You see, verse 35. What is the lesson Jesus is teaching? He says, so my heavenly father will do to each of you from his heart who does not forgive his brother his trespasses. The passage is about the king coming. The passage is about someone being forgiven by God. So that they will also go and teach about the forgiveness of God. But those who have been forgiven have been forgiven so that they will also forgive others. So now let's take the passage. Our God is a God who is great in mercy. He gave his son to die for us. And on the Christian calendar, for the past two, three weeks, we are commemorating Lent. Lent is the the weeks that the Christian church has set apart to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Because God's teaching is clear. All of us were born in sin. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And God allowed his son to come, Jesus, so that we who love him, who see his love and forgiveness, will repent. 
God's desire is not for anyone to perish, but all will come to their repentance in Jesus Christ and become the children of the living God. So 2 Peter 3, 9 tells us, it's not slack. God is not slow concerning his judgment, but he doesn't want anybody to perish. So what is this parable about? You see here, Jesus narrows down the kingdom of God to the relationship between master and servant. What's the problem? A man owed 10,000 talents. Let's say about $10,000. And what was the problem? He was going to be punished because he didn't have the money to pay. It's like you and I who owe God. How much do you owe God? You can't even tell. But how are you able to pay God? Can you pay for your sins? Your sins of commission, your sins of omission. What do we mean by that? Some people think that, oh, sin is the things that you do. Yes, there are things you do that are called sins. But there are other things you do not do. And the fact that you do not do them are even called sins. Because the Bible defines sin as if you know what is right and you do not do it. It is sin. So let me give you an example. So you have a neighbor. And that neighbor, he doesn't particularly like you. But, well, he's your neighbor. He has washed his children's clothes. And today is Sunday afternoon. He has gone to town. And you see the clouds gathering. And you know it is about to rain. You look through your window. And you see all these things that have been dried there. And you know for sure. If it rains, or when it rains, the clothes will be soaked. You hear a voice telling you, remove those things. You say, oh me, why should I remove those things? I will not. Because he doesn't like me. So, you leave the things there. The things are soaked by the rain. The woman comes and says, oh, so nobody could help me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was stuck in Trotro. I was stuck in Medina. Nobody helped her. How are my children going to go to school? Before she could say Jack, there's doom so in addition. So the following day, her children do not go to school. She doesn't go to work. Why? It had rained. There's no light to iron the things. You sit in your room and say, ah, you deserve it. You are there giggling, giggling. As far as you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Why? Because you didn't go there to pick the things. Nobody will say anything to you. You didn't want to be called any name. But are you sure the voice didn't speak to you? Friend, that is what we call the sin of omission. You omitted to do the good thing that God told you to do, your conscience told you to do. So what I'm saying, so when the Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, it's talking about the sins of commission and omission. The commission are the things that we do. Oh, we know the adultery, the stealing, the fornication, the bribery and corruption. Those ones we know. But the ones we do not do, the lack of witnessing, the lack of telling the truth, refusing to give your tithe, refusing to do certain good things. All those things make all of us sinners before God. And the only one who can forgive us is God. When he says, you owe, you owe, you owe so much that you cannot pay. If you were to pay for your sins, how much would you pay for it? But the Lord Jesus Christ came and he died for us. That when you ask him, Lord, I've sinned against you. Lord, I do not deserve to be forgiven. But because you died for me, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me at Calvary. Forgive me the sins I've committed. He is willing to forgive you. 
because he knows you cannot pay. That is what the Bible is telling us here. We owe so much that we cannot pay. And God has paid the price through Christ for us. And we should never forget the benefits of God. See, God shows his patience and his kindness towards us. Look, apart from that, the favor of God is, is unimaginable. How much will you pay for the air if you were to buy it and breathe? How much will you pay for the purification of your blood until you have a case with your kidney and you are to pay for it? How much will you pay for your immunity? I mean, there's so much that we owe God. Eyes to see, legs, friends, company. So much that God has done for us free of charge. Are we able to thank him enough? We are not able to. So God has given us so much and we should be willing and able to say, thank you, Lord. We are not able to do it. But then something happens. When somebody sins against you, you who have been forgiven so much, when somebody sins against you, we are quick. We are quick to ask that that person should be punished. In fact, I believe, and I've thought like that sometimes too, there are some people who think they are so bad that they just deserve hell. Look, some politicians deserve hell. Some kings deserve hell. Some queen mothers deserve hell. Some bad people deserve hell. You and I have determined that some people deserve hell. So when we even have the opportunity to witness to them, say, oh, no, 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 this one, I won't do it. Oh, you are not the first to think like that. There was a prophet called the prophet Jonah. God sent him to go and witness the people in Nineveh. He said, I will not go. These people, Lord, I know you. If I go and preach and they repent, you will forgive them. So I will not go. They are too wicked. They deserve to die. Yes? Are we still like that? The Lord is making it clear to us that God still wants everybody to hear his word. God still wants to give everybody an opportunity to repent and come to him. So, God is moved by compassion when he sees people in sin. You may label them, oh, this one is a thief, this one is a prostitute, this one is this, this one is that and that. But God is moved by compassion. So, when he sees you, who he has saved, you are going to church and you make yourself as if you are the holy, righteous person and you are not willing to forgive anybody, God wonders whether you really have gotten the message. He says, no, as I have forgiven you, be willing to forgive others as well. Do not forget the benefits of God. And there are times when we, we, we just do not think that it is any of our business to help the poor, the needy, and the orphans so that they can also survive in this world and enjoy the good things that God has given to us. One of the great teachings of the Bible is that God gives us the opportunity to work, to earn a living, to take care of ourselves, but also to take care of his work and others who are less privileged. But do we do that? Do we even think that? No, we do not necessarily think that way. So God says, look, watch it. The kingdom of heaven is like that. I have shown you compassion. I've granted you health. I've granted you sound mind. I am the one who made you beautiful. I've given you a good voice. I've given you all these things that make it possible for you to be who and what you are. 
But are you showing mercy on others? Are you bringing them in so that they can also enjoy the benefits of the kingdom? Well, the wicked servant is wicked because he is not willing to look at others and look at himself first. Say, I would have been in hell because of the grace of God. But God has mercy on me and therefore I would also have mercy on others. That is why he's termed as the unmerciful servant. What's the meaning of mercy? Mercy is somebody you owe, you deserve something, but you are forgiven what you deserve. So what would I say? Well, let me give you an example. Somebody who has crossed the line, you have, you have done the wrong thing, you owe somebody, you are not able to pay, what should happen to you? You are to go to prison until you pay. So that's what we found. The man should have gone to prison with his wife and children because he owed 10000 In those days, that amount of money that they are talking could be five years of working and your salary. You would have gone to prison with your wife and children. But the man said, okay, okay, you cannot pay. I've forgiven you. Then you go and see somebody who owes you a denarii, which is like one week's debt, one week's pay. And he says, forgive me. He, the man is repeating the same, the same, the same language. Please forgive me. Be patient with me. I will pay. And you say, I won't do it. I won't do it. God says, I'm listening to you. I am listening to you. I've heard it. You see, incidentally, the servants saw what the master did and they were impressed that their master was so loving and forgiving to this wicked servant. They also saw what the wicked servant did to his fellow servant who owed him a little. And they went to report him to their master. So the Bible tells us, so when his fellow servant saw what he had done, they were very grieved. They were sad that the man allowed other people to go to prison and told the master all they had done. There's somebody close to you who needs to hear the gospel so that they come into God's kingdom. They become a member of God's church. They are washed in the blood or by the blood of Jesus. They are healed in the name of Jesus. They are touched by the blood of Jesus. But you say, no, they wear a different dress. They speak a different language. They are not part of our family, so I'll not reach out to them. But you know they are living in their sin because that is the criteria. As far as the master was concerned, the merciful servant, the merciful servant owed a lot. And the other servant also owed. We owe God a lot. Let me break it down. We owe God a lot because we are all sinners and we cannot pay for our sin. So are you willing to tell others how your sin was forgiven so that their sin can also be forgiven? Are you willing to tell others how the Holy Spirit can come and fill you and baptize you and anoint you so that you can bear the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the long-suffering, the self-control, so that you will bear the fruit of the Spirit? Are you willing to let others also bear the same fruit? Are you willing to let others come to the Lord Jesus Christ so that they can also receive the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of teaching, the gift of healing, the gift of mercy, the gift of giving, 
There's so many gifts that God has so that this person will also become a fruitful person in the kingdom of God. Or because you have received it, no one else should receive it. No, that's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible is clear about who God wants to save. In John 3, 16, he says it over and over and over again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only son, that who, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you see, the parable tells us about how God's kingdom is narrowed down to the relationship between master and servant. The man who owed 10,000 was forgiven, but he was unable to forgive anyone who owed him that little. And God said, when you do that, you, you, will fall into serious problem yourself. The debtor pleaded for time to pay his debt, but he was not patient enough with others. We are so easy to receive forgiveness. You know, some people ask for justice, 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 mercy, when it concerns them. But when it concerns other people, punish them, punish them, punish them, punish them. That's what they deserve. That's why as a country, we are in serious trouble. We all do not like to be punished. And so when something goes wrong, you are able to ask the policeman or the judge to have mercy on you. But when somebody else wants justice, justice, let them be punished. Let them be punished. You, I dare say, when we continue like that, we can continue and do all those things. And what is the result? Our nation falls back. We are not the nation that God wants us to be. Because we discriminate, we are unforgiving, we are not merciful, we operate different standards. But God does not operate with different standards. That is why he's warning us. So, God wants us to use that standard and have his standard to guide all that we do. So, what is the conclusion of this matter about the unmerciful servant? Paul gives us a very good advice in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Say, brethren, beloved, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. What is he talking about here? You should forgive and restore others. Because no one stays on the top all the time. We rise and we fall. We rise and we fall. And God wants us to restore each other. God is willing for all of us to come to him and enjoy the goodness he has for us. To be filled with the spirit. To have the goodness of his fruit of the spirit within us as well as exercising his gifts. You see, we can teach others also and bear with them so that the Christian love who grow in their lives as well. Bear you one another's burden. A Christian's love for God can be measured by how we treat each other. If you say you love God, and therefore you want to see God before you show your love to him, God is telling you, no, a lack of kindness, a lack of mercy towards those who are near you, shows that you do not really love God. Because all of these people are made by God and they are made in the image of God. So let's go 
back again to where we started from. Why was Jesus telling us all these things in this parable of the merciful servant? He's telling us because he said that is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Matthew 18, 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle account with his servant. Let me ask you and ask myself, the king is God. Have you realized the king is God? And I'm asking you, what is the king telling you now about your state, the health of your spirituality in him? Have you given your life to this king? Is he truly your king? Is he ruling in your life, your body, your soul, your mind, your spirit? If not, today is such a good day. You say, oh Lord Jesus, I come and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive every sin that I've committed and come and be the king of my life. Direct me, move me, let me live to do your will. That when you come, I'll be able to give an account to you because I've lived for you. Remember what we saw last week? For every child of his, he has given you a gift and a talent. And your time on earth is an opportunity to use in serving him. So when he comes, he will give you the rewards. And that's amazing. Look at the verse again. The account that he talks about in that verse 23. He's talking about the account that he gives. God is not willing for any and any and any of us to perish. So can it be your prayer that Lord help my life like to be fruitful and productive. That when you come, I'll be able to say, Lord, this is what you've given me. I've multiplied it. I've shown compassion. I've shown kindness. And all of that is by your grace. So shall we enter into a time of of making some positive confessions today by saying this after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me so much that you are telling me about how the end of time will be like. Jesus, I want to be a fruitful servant. I want to be a merciful servant. Having received you as my Lord and Savior, I want to live for you. I want to bring others along to that kingdom. That together we will grow in you. We grow in fellowship with you. We'll be fruitful and productive in all we do for you. That together we will hear you send us. And then we'll go and reach others and bring them into the kingdom. Away from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Lord Jesus, what I want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant, when you come. This is my prayer, and this is my story, and this is my desire. Lord, I know you do it for me and through me, because you are the king, and I'm your servant. Amen. Friends, if this is your prayer, and you pray this confession and made this declaration. The Lord, who is faithful, will continue to work in your life as you multiply in the gifts and wait for his coming. Stay blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Egbey. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via CalvaryBaptistGhana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.